Welcome to episode 44 of the process Resilience. episode 44 of the process podcast i am quavon taylor and i am amante martin today we have lisi legit on the podcast welcome to the podcast what's up guys thank y'all for having me i'm excited hey thank you for joining us can you tell the listeners where you're from yeah i'm actually born in augusta georgia um i didn't spend too much time there my family moved me to atlanta and um actually bounced around quite a bit moved to north carolina lived in charlotte for a little while then moved to boston and then moved back to atlanta which is where i grew up for the most part um went to high school here and that's where i was able to establish all of my relationships um so i do call it call atlanta home i consider the a my hometown um learned a lot here have the best connections but also having that diversity of moving from different states and you know a small uh, small town as well i think that's just really been able to help me um with all kind of relationships and being able to adapt and talk to people so growing up in atlanta you know you mentioned you moved around a lot um did you face any any adversity or any obstacles that you had to overcome during your time moving around or in atlanta Definitely, definitely, definitely. So when I lived in Atlanta, um, so my parents, they actually separated. So my mom lived in Atlanta, and at one point I'm living in Boston with my dad and my stepmom. So my mama lived in the hood in Atlanta. So we are coming to Atlanta to visit my mom. My sister and I would come to Atlanta, and we'd be in the hood. we outside racing, you know, ice cream trucks, playing outside of the streetlights, come on. But then when I go to Boston, we lived in a predominantly white neighborhood. I'm literally the only black person in my grade. Same thing for my sister. So it's just completely different cultures night and day. So when I would come to Atlanta for the summers, my sister and I would get picked on because we didn't we didn't talk like them. You know, I'm into Britney Spears, NSYNC, and Backstreet Boys. And then when I go back, you know, to Boston from a summer in Atlanta, I'm trying to listen to Three Six Mafia, and my white friends are looking. <laughs> What's, what's going on? What's, so, you know, being able to balance and, and, and bouncing back and forth when you were at that young age and you still haven't, like, established your identity, it's like culture shock going back and forth. Like, 
it, it took me a while to adjust and um we lived in Boston for about four years. So, you know, at that point, uh, you're going to school with predominantly white people and, you know, you're listening to their music, dressing how they dress, like that's kind of instilled in you. And then I had an accent on top of that because, you know, in Boston, they talk with, you know, they can't say they are. So I'm like, Pac the Kai and Harvard Square. So everybody just thinks I'm a weirdo at this point when we come back to Atlanta. <laughs> so, so how did you adjust or did that just become a part of who you who you are um i think it took so in this process i went to 13 different schools before i went to high school so i never got to keep playing yeah i'm always bouncing around so by the time i got to eighth grade I was in, I was back in Atlanta, um, but I was on the north side. I was in Dunwoody, uh, but after that, when I went to high school in Shambly, and um, my dad and my stepmom actually ended up, you know, separating and wanted to get a divorce, and we finally got the option where they're like, hey, you know, you can go live with your biological mom, or you know, you can still stay in the house and finish out of school. And I knew my mom wanted to have custody um, of us, but I had to tell her, I'm like, mom, I've gone to 13 different schools. Like I finally found a place that I'm comfortable. Like, let me stay in this school. So she agreed. She drove me from Cobb County to Cab County every morning just so I can graduate high school. But I think what, once I was able to go ahead and stick to a school year more than once, I was able to make those friends and, you know, ended up being Homes I'm a queen and every club, class president, all that stuff, because now I found a home and I was able to, you know, be somewhere for a long period of time. So growing up in the A, you know, you settle uh, in the A, kind of find your place, find your niche. Um, where did you go out to college or why, why not stay home? So I went to the Fort Valley State University, okay, Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought about going to Clark. I'm going to Spelman. I'm not gonna lie. My my family's a long line line of Spelmanites. Um, but my grandmother is a strict professor there. Like she's very well known. She's the crazy grandmother that would show up to your door to classroom. I don't have time for that. Like I I was about to be grown. I was like, nah. I want to be close by, but I need to be a little bit far away. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. So I just went ahead and went to Port Valley because it wasn't too far from home. So I could come back and forth, you know, still kick it with my folks in the A and get my education as well. So what was it like transitioning from Atlanta to the Valley? It was terrible. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. I mean, the only thing I had was a, a hope for a student loan. <laughs> So, um, you know, being in the middle of nowhere with no car and, you know, having to meet new people and I didn't come from money. So, you know, just having to figure it out. It, it was hard at first, but I've always just been extra friendly and I know how to adapt and how to adjust. So I made the best out of it and I, I made the right connections that I still have to this day. What, what advice would you give to, you know, someone from a city like Atlanta, Chicago, uh, who may be transitioning from a city like that to a smaller city like Tallahassee or Fort Valley? I think anywhere you go, it's all about your network. So find ways to meet people. Like, you know, if you have a certain hobby or if you like to go to the gym, like right now it's, it, it's the, 
we're in the mecca where you can be connected to people. So you can go online, find a social group, you know, see what's going on, find out what parties are popping, find out who the people are that you need to know. Like if you have a business or something like that, you need to associate yourself with like-minded people. So I just always say, get familiar with your surrounding and what the city has to offer. Don't stay in a bubble. Because if you're in that bubble, then you're gonna feel alone. And if it's a small place and it's unfamiliar, then you, you gotta have somebody there to support you. you. You told us you went to Fort Valley. Also, at Fort Valley, what did you study and why? Um, I studied mass communications. I've always been a creative, so I knew, I always thought I was gonna be an actress, actually, but <laughs> that didn't really work out. I'm a little bit camera shy. Um, but yeah, mass communications because it gave me the opportunity to create. So we were always coming up with little productions, radio things. Um, I put on talent shows, fashion shows. I've always was doing events, photography. So, you know, mass communications gave me that avenue to be able to create and connect, which is what I like to do. So you went to HBCU. We all know HBCUs or PWIs are totally different. How was the HBCU experience for you? I love the HBCU experience. I feel like that's how I was able to really just connect with my people and my culture more. Um, you know, especially experiencing diversity through my adolescent years, as well as, you know, like middle school and then going to Champlain in Atlanta is still considered like a mixed school. So to be able to really tap in with my roots and see people doing what I'm doing, um, you know, all trying to accomplish a goal and strive, like it's a great experience. Seeing the sororities, like walking on the Greek wall, like just being around it is an amazing thing. I can't, that's the one thing that I would, wouldn't change. Like I love being at an HBCU. It feels like family. It always feel like family. So um, yeah, my, my baby sister right now, she's at uh, Duke and it's like night and day. Her her college experience is completely night and day from ours. But you know, we had two different backgrounds. So, so what was next for you once you graduated from Fort Valley? Um, I really tried to work at a TV production place. Um, I wanted to work for Turner Broadcasting or work for Source Magazine. I tried. I tried to do all kinds of things for free. I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. So the one thing I do regret about going to a smaller institution with not having um, like the proper transportation um, and being just a smaller school, you know, I felt like we didn't have the right resources. For me to be a mass comm major, like, you know, a lot of these schools that were in the city, they have the up-to-date equipment and, and tools and, and you can do your in interns at these large places and, and corporations. So I felt like I didn't get the right chance to intern or, or you know lock something in before I came back to Atlanta so tell me about your brand um, my brand is I am X the brand we are a brand for everybody so it's I am X the brand because it's us times you so we specialize in collaborating to grow together so we work with people um, by doing like collaborations on pop-up shops events um, helping them with marketing just working together to kind of build each other basically I feel like we're social media in real life. <laughs> so what inspired you to start I Am X The Brand? Well, I believe that everyone's end goal is to be able to work for themselves. And I believe that everybody has, the, everybody is a brand. 
you got to be able to sell yourself. So I felt like this, I created something along with um, our co-founder, um, who is a photographer, Senshacha. We came up with something that can represent everybody. So it's not limited to just me. It's limited to whatever you are. So if you're a photographer, we can work with you. It's, it's us times you. Um, so I feel like we have the proper messaging that can help people build and work together. Um, so yeah, it just was. It started with an idea and just started throwing some T-shirts out there with the logo on it, like, and people just started supporting us. We did a huge launch event, and you know, it's still a work in process. But the beauty of it is, everyone is getting us watch. I'm sorry, getting the opportunity to watch us grow from the beginning to the end. It's real support. It's really organic, and it literally is a working network. Every single day, we are collaborating with people. So what's your, what's your vision for the brand? Overall, it's going to be, um, as I mentioned, it's social media in real life. We're like a, a social platform that connects people. So overall, um, we will be looking towards getting a building where we'll have a space where people have the opportunity to create with like minds. Um, we'll have a membership that people can sign up for. Um, we have special vendors that are that are underneath us as far as your know, graphic design you know branding we're able to get you in touch with all types of people so we do consulting we're just like a mecca for all people who are trying to grow and work together so that's the overall um gist of it oh that's awesome so what in terms of your process from graduating from port valley you know in mass communications to you know starting your own brand and having to work also, you know, what what adversity or, or struggle have you had to navigate or overcome while doing that? Um, it's hard. You know, you see a lot of people out here quitting their jobs and you think they're, in, they're entrepreneurs. And, you know, a lot of people are fronting for the gram. Like you see people living their best life out here with all their designers and things like that. But in reality, like, everything is not what it may it may seem like you have to be able to pay your bills you know not everybody's not fortunate to just uh, like just do nothing <laughs> like some like Instagram models and things like that so um, you know I have I've had to maintain a real job I was a, a senior sales manager for a hotel and it's 50 hours a week like you, I have to work <laughs> I still have bills to pay and I need those that money has to pour into my brand so until you're at a point where your brand is making way more than what you're making at your real job you have to keep going so you know it's hard because then your time is limited as well so now you know this quarantine you know it's, it's definitely a gift and a curse because it's the first time i felt like i've had the opportunity to pour into my brand whether it's learning more about the business aspect or things that i can improve or working on my my promo or marketing um so you know i'm very happy on this aspect that we get the opportunity to learn and do more you mentioned, you know, having this time off to kind of meditate on, you know, your next steps in terms of your brand and what strategic steps you want to take. You know, what have you learned that you think will help um, within your within your organization structure, within your, your brand? You know what I'm saying? That will help other small organizations like us or any other brand uh, succeed. Don't be afraid to try anything, you know, like you're, you're never going to know if something's going to work if you don't try it. You know, we try different designs, you know, we have, we do pop-up shops, we have an online store, you know, you have to try different methods. You have to take, you have to keep putting 
your thought or whatever it is in front of people, you got to manifest it. You got to work towards it every day, no matter what it is. Everything I do may not be good. Every, you know, people may not agree with it or they might not understand it or an event may fail, but you know, you, you gotta keep failing to, to get better sometimes. So just don't be afraid to start and just throw your ideas out there. And guess what? Last week we did a live and almost 600 people t- tuned in. The week This week we did it and less than 100 people tuned in. But we were getting our point across to somebody. You never know who's watching. Like, so just keep going. It's, it can happen as long as you're working towards it. We agree. What motivated you to finally, you know, take that leap of faith and, and, and trust in your idea? You know, I think I was at a point, um, I went through a really, really, really rough patch in my life. Um, one of the points when I moved away from Atlanta, I got married at a pretty young age. Well, you know, 24, but still not knowing better. <laughs> moved away, quit my job, left everything that I know, you know, chasing love. <laughs> um, and that turned out to be, I, it's like, I want to say it was a mistake, but it was actually a, one of the biggest blessings that ever happened to me because, you know, at the end of the day, I wouldn't wish the things that I experienced in that relationship on my worst enemy, but it also made me a much stronger person. And it also made me just, you know, I, my favorite word now is, is resilience. Because anytime that something goes wrong, I know I can bounce back from it. So, um, and you know, a couple years actually before I got married, I lost my mother as well. So I knew how strong I was when I bounced back from that and how I was able to, you know, finish up school, stay focused, get a job, stay on the right path. And then to go through something where, you know, you're, you're losing your husband. And, and I left that situation literally like a year after I, you know, moved to Virginia. And when I left and came back to Atlanta, I left on faith. I didn't have anything. I gave up my furniture, you know, made trips back and forth, left another job, didn't have anywhere to go. I was homeless. I had to bounce around, sleeping on people's couches. Um, My grandmother in Augusta, she took me in. She was like, you can stay here, you know, I will pay your bills. And I'm like, I can't be that person. And no matter what I was going through and how heartbroken I was and things like that, like, I didn't let them steal my joy. I had to get out of it. So it took me a lot of time, a lot of years, but finally, once I was happy with myself again, I knew I had to be able to do something for myself as well. Because there's so many females that let, and not just females, there's so many people that let hard times and tribulations and things that they go through affect their future. Or they stay in a situation and they're unhappy because they're afraid of what's coming next. So being able to just, I had to prove a point. Like, (laughs) look how much better I am without you. Like, look how I got through this without you. Like, so for me, being able to bounce back, that's my motivation. And and to be here today, like, it just feels good. Like I I had to, it was just a breaking point. It was just time. Man, that's powerful. That's powerful. And that's a blessing you were able to do that. If you don't mind me asking, you know, what, what happened in that situation? If you feel comfortable talking about it. It's crazy because at that time, like, I was really, really in love. Like, you know, like I said, I gave up everything for this person. And, you know, there was infidelity, cheating, and, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you. I forgave, I forgave, forgave. But there's certain things that you do, and it just crosses the ultimate line. And that's, you know, my security and my well-being as far as making sure I have a roof over my head. And then, as well as, it's just a respect issue. You're cheating, but... 
um, you know, uh, he had a child on me. So um, that was just the final straw. And um, I just had to leave. I just, I couldn't do it. So, you know, I was heartbroken and I just had to leave. <laughs> it, it, it takes some strength to leave. Uh, it takes some strength, you know. I, I'm not gonna lie, I definitely, definitely thought about staying for, for many reasons, but you know, when the history before that was, um, you know, when it's, it's just added on and added on, when I'm coming home to Atlanta to visit my family and my friends, and you know, they know I'm not the same person anymore. I'm, I'm a social butterfly, I'm very happy, I'm the life of a party, and when I'm coming home and people and I just have a resting bitch face, you know? When somebody is taking your joy like that and, and disturbing your energy, it's time to go. And when you keep getting, when God sends you more and more and more and more signs, like at some point, since you have to realize that you're more, your happiness is more important. You can't stay for the wrong reasons. And you know, it, it was reason after reason, excuse, like <laughs> it kept coming. Mm-hmm. And God kept giving me the signs. So you know, Man. that was just, just thinking about like. Like you said, it's changing the person, changing who you are. You know what I mean? And you know, what advice would you give to a young lady going through that similar situation and she, she feels like she has to stay or she's obligated to stay? It's easy to get caught up. You know, a lot of us, we get very, very comfortable because we don't know what else is out there. And, um, you know, I, I haven't been in a relationship for five years. It is hard. <laughs> Sometimes you get afraid to leave the situation. But when you start losing yourself and in becoming a different person you 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 gotta get you gotta get some help like you gotta start doing what makes you happy again do what makes you feel good again leave that alone you gotta let go sometimes you know it's hard but separate yourself so i mean just that's my my best advice would be to walk away (laughs) like a person is going to do what they want to do and they're not going to leave until they're ready to leave but there's got to be a point when when your respect and yourself matters more than that other person that is, that is mistreating you so so if you had a chance to look back at your younger self is there any advice would you give yourself yeah I definitely feel like I shouldn't give people as, as many chances, you know? Um, I could be very kind-hearted, it's, and it's a gift and a curse. Um, so I wish that, I know I'm a very strong person, but sometimes I wish I was more firm in my decisions when I was younger and the things that I allowed. Even in, in you know, a past relationship I talked about, you know, a person is only gonna do what you, you keep allowing them to do or get away with. So just being stronger and firmer on the decisions that I made and, you know, as a younger person, say it and mean it. <laughs> so once you left the situation, what was it like, you know, finding your groove again? You know, like getting back into the swing of like who you are? I definitely feel like it took me a long time. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a person, I like my fashion, I like nice stuff. You know, I, I always try to have a good job. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm always able to maintain, like, <laughs> so being so uncomfortable leaving a place, you know, where I had a roof over my head and all, like leaving a place and coming to nothing. And now I'm in Augusta, Georgia, where I mentioned, I love being in Atlanta because of the culture and how it moved. Now I'm in Augusta and there's nothing around me. And I'm, I'm, I just feel like I was drowning 
my grandmother just like, oh, we'll take care of you. Just help out around the house. I'm like, no, 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 ma'am. I can't do this. I can't. Like, that motivated me again because I'm uncomfortable. Like, I can't, I can't just settle for something where, I, where I'm not comfortable. So, you know, it took me a long time. I finally got a little call center job, I think, with Home Depot corporate office or something like that. Hated that because I knew I was better than that as well. Finally got my foot in the door um, back with Marriott. I've always been in hospitality and sales. So started at that position as an admin, worked my way up from a sales executive within three years. Like, I just kept going because I just know how hard and I know what my goals are and I know how I want my life to be so just learning from being uncomfortable just don't be stagnant if you, if you don't like your situation you gotta change it and so that's what I strive to do all the time I think you're speaking to something powerful not just you know being uncomfortable but knowing your worth you know what I'm saying and, and not stopping until you get to that point you know does that motivate you Absolutely, you know, there are people, my friends, family, they, they call me bougie or, you know, my the things that I like, my taste, like, no, I want to surround myself with all of that stuff. If I can't afford it or I'm going through a bad time, I'm still going to go go walk through Linux or Fips and go sit in the aisles and, and, and look through the clothing and things like that because it motivates me. What you see and what you put out there, what you manifest, what you say, what you speak, like, that's going to come to you. Why do I want to sit around and be sit around and be miserable and talk about how broke I am? No, I'm gonna go figure out how to make some money. I'm gonna go be around the stuff that I want to be around because this is the stuff that I know that I like. And people don't under people may not understand it. And people are gonna think that you're crazy, but do what makes you happy. Follow your path. People don't have to understand what you got going on and what's in your pockets. Because at the end of the day, God gonna make it happen, and you gonna make it happen if you keep applying yourself. So. I'm, I'm always just thinking about leveling up. You have to. So through all, you know, your transitions in life and all the phases that you've been through thus far, uh, what does trust the process mean to you? I feel like trust the process means almost like let go and let God. Put it in the air, be faithful, and just keep going, keep pushing. Don't worry about what can go wrong. Don't worry about how you're going to do it just start doing it um i don't know if y'all seen uh b simone just posted that she was gonna get a million dollars by april 5th her 30th video i mean i'm sorry her 30th birthday and you know even with the coronavirus and all this stuff going on it's definitely impacting money people's money like she hit her goal and in the video she's crying because she put it out there and she made it happen like you gotta be able to believe. Make your goals big. Make them unbelievable. Trust the process. If you can believe it and think it, like you can make it happen. And that's real. So do you have any lasting words you wanna leave with the listeners? Um, you know, I think I wanna say this because it's something that I feel like I beat myself up on, which is seeing what other people are doing because it's in front of your face, especially with being in quarantine and you're feeling like you have to do so much. Don't worry about anybody else. Stay in your lane. Focus on what you have going on because just because this person is doing what they're doing right now or they might be, you know, a spokesperson or, or sponsoring something or whatever else, like you're going to be in bigger and better places. And I have to keep reminding myself that. So I feel like me saying that I need to practice what I preach and just realize like 
when your time comes, it's going to come. You never know. Like, I, I'm on this podcast right now. I don't, y'all's audience could be getting something from me. You never know when your next break is. So do not stop. Don't worry about other people and just trust the process. Let it happen. That's dope. Thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, being so transparent with us and opening up, telling your story and dropping some gems. Um, I know our listeners will benefit from your story. Uh, where could they, you know, find you if they want to tap into your movement and what you have going on? Um, definitely tap in on my Instagram, um, Lisi underscore legit. That's L-E-C-I underscore legit, L-E-G-I-T. And follow the brand. If you are somebody trying to grow your business or you just want to collaborate, you want to network, we throw huge networking events. you got to come out. We are always doing big things. Follow I am X the brand on Instagram as well. And our website is imbrand.online. So tap in with us. We got good things coming. This concludes episode 44 of The Process. Be sure to like us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And to listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. Thank you. They're chanting, trust the process. (laughs) Trust the process. Trust the process. I think the main thing for me was trying to decide on who am I and like what I want to be and how I want to be remembered. Like that was my thing. You know, oftentimes I think about like my legacy and like the mark that I want to leave, not only on the industry, but the effect that I want to leave on people. Being a whole human being, going through my obstacles, going through the things that I'm going through and not to only broadcast these things, but for it to inspire change.